Um, I want to start just by saying, oh, I'm going to unmute myself, there we go, right on. Thanks for coming, thanks for seeing us behind the uh, bulletproof glass up here. Yes, I, this is awesome, but it's also horrible that we have to do this. Um, but I want to start by saying thank you so much to everyone who's gone on this journey with us. I was thinking about Stevie this morning and the, the progression we've gone through. Whoever's sitting at those desks and behind those computers in these times faces the most stress as we come to Ali and I are virtually and Karen are virtually doing the same thing. We're standing up and talking. But the pressure's on. Will it go live to anybody? Will it get out? Is this camera going to work? Is the sound? And I remember Colin the first couple of weeks trying to figure out all we're doing and the stress on him. Then Josh, after that, as we went to a, a new level and trying to figure out one day with his hands up in the air because everything <laughs> went wrong. And now Stevie and Derek this morning, and a million people, a million, many people in between, between trying to keep us going, keep us connected, keep us seeing, hearing, and doing these things together. So we are so thankful for the people who have journeyed with us in this. Um, we're online though. Hello. And hello. Um, it's great to have you with us. Um, I read an article a few weeks ago and by a guy named James Emery White, and you don't know his name, and you probably don't, it's indifferent after today, other than the fact that I want to give him credit. Because when I read this article a few weeks ago, I realized very quickly that this is what I need to talk about our first Sunday gathering back together in church. Because in this article, he asked a really key question for life. The title of the article was, What Are We in the Business of Really? And you're like, okay, that's an all right question, but it's not, it's not that great of a question. But this question is the life and death question. This question becomes so important when we face trials, when we face tribulation, when we face challenges, when we face stuff like a worldwide pandemic. And he gave a couple examples of why this is such an important question. And the first one was from the 1800s, then we're going to jump right ahead to 2020. So, example number one of why this is such an important question. In the 1800s, there was a business that was richer and more powerful than any other business on earth. And there was a family that, because of this business, had become the wealthiest family on earth. The Vanderbilt family. Has anyone ever heard of them? Three people? Fantastic. So the Vanderbilt family in the late 1800s became the richest family on earth because they were, they, they were in the railroad business. They made trains and they took things all across the United States and they dominated that business. The Vanderbilts did this so well and became so dominant in their industry that they were worth an estimated in today's value $2 billion. Do you realize how much that is? That's more than Ali and I make combined in a year. Both same. Both same. But so they were worth $2 billion. I mean, we make a bit more than that, let's be honest. $2 billion they were worth. But in the late 1800s, things were changing. So trains dominated. But something was invented in the late 1800s or around that time. Does anyone know what it was? Cars, wheeled vehicles. So in the late 1800s, all of a sudden, 
cars and trucks came on the line. But the Vanderbilts, as things were changing, didn't think about asking the most important question. What business are we in? You see, they thought they were in the train business. We run trains all over the country on tracks. But what they didn't realize, as trains were starting to be used less and less, and as cars were starting to be used more and more, that they weren't actually in the train business, they were in the transportation business. And transportation just means taking stuff from one place to another, taking people from one place to another. And there was another guy that knew a better answer to that question. Things have changed in the last one. So I, I, I want to ask a question to us to see how much things have changed. Who in this room has been on a train in the last month? Two. Two people, three, three people in this room have been on a train in the last month. Who in this room has been in a car in the last hour? A few of us. All of us have been, we're Facebook audience, all of us have been in a car in the last hour. Well, there was a guy who knew what was happening, and he was starting to develop cars, and he took advantage of this really important question, what business am I in? And the richest man in the world by the 1940s, 50 years later, was not worth Ali and I's combined income of two billion. He was worth 200 billion dollars. That's a fair jump. And his name just still happens to be written on many of our cars today. What's his name? Ford. Ford. Henry Ford, 50 years later, was worth 200 billion dollars. Everyone said that. Only Merv knew the Vanderbilt. That's incredible. That's how important the question, what business are we really in, is. Here's a positive example. So, uh, currently right now, there's a, com a company in the States called the um, Steel Canvas, uh, in, sorry, in, in uh, Chelsea, Massachusetts, the Steel Canvas Company. And the steel canvas, what do you think they make stuff out of? <laughs> Come on, you guys are just because you have masks on. They make carts out of steel and canvas. And then people buy these carts and put tools and construction materials in these carts. But you know what happened six months ago when the coronavirus epidemic, pandemic now, started? Their orders completely dried up. So the steel canvas company of Chelsea, Massachusetts, went into crisis mode. They were about to lay off their staff, they were about to put their other staff on furlough, but they stopped and they asked the most important question. Hold on a second. What business are we really in? And they realized, we're not in the steel and canvas making manufacturing business. We're in the manufacturing business. We are good at making stuff. So they all of a sudden shifted from making steel and canvas carts to making the things you guys have on your face. And now the steel canvas manufacturing company of Chelsea, Massachusetts has actually grown. It hasn't laid off any staff and it's hired more staff because they asked that incredibly important question. What business are we really in? And I thought those are brilliant 
examples. That is such a vital question for us to be asking as the church, as we're in the middle of a pandemic. Because if you ask several people, not too long ago, they might think, what's the business of the church? The business of the church is, is not just putting on happy, passionate, lively, informative, hour and a half services on a Sunday morning? Well, we all we know the answer to that question. But that question has become so important right now. Because when a pandemic comes along, what happens to that business? Or when persecution, or geography, or bad weather, or whatever number of things come along, what happens to that business? Jesus gave us an amazing business statement almost 2,000 years ago. And we've read it so many times here, but it's so important to answer that question with this morning. So, he lived 30 years, carpenter, all those other things he did. Uh, he left home, started traveling, met John the Baptist, was baptized, and the Spirit of the Lord came on him. He went to the desert, was tempted by Satan, and then came out of the desert ready to do his business. We call it ministry, but ready to do his business. And as soon as he came out of the desert, he went to his hometown, and I don't have time to tell the whole story. It actually didn't end that well. But he went to the synagogue. They handed him a scroll from Isaiah. He opened up the scroll, and it said this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim good news, freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight to the blind. He sent me to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolls up the scroll and hands it. So what business is Jesus in? Hour and a half Sunday morning services. That's what we get from that answer. Proclaiming the good news of God's grace and love and power. Helping people that can't see physically and spiritually see. And setting people free. And we know from the story goes on from sin, from guilt, from shame, from death. That's the business Jesus is in. But then it gets bigger than that. Because not long after that, Jesus said several times, follow me. Follow me. Follow me, Peter. Follow me, James. Follow me, John. Follow me, Matthew. Follow me. In Matthew 4, in John 13, he was more specific. He said, do as I do. And even more than that, he said, love as I have loved you. And then we know, of course, we know the story. In Matthew 28, he went on to say, go and tell the whole world all about me. Tell them what I've done. Tell them everything I've taught you. Make disciples of the whole world. 
So what business are we in? We're in that business, and we know this, but this is such an important question right now. Are we in the business of one and a half hour or 45 minutes? Sunday morning services. These are vital to the life gathering. We talked about the Holy Spirit in our presence. This is <coughs> vital to the life of the church, the empowerment, to the equipping, to the filling, to the overflowing. But it's not the business we're in. Are we in the business of daily Bible readings and devotions and listening to the latest worship songs? These are vital life-giving spaces and times that we take in our day and we need to learn better to grasp and take those times in our days and in our weeks. But they're not the business way. Or here's the maybe more practical question. Am I or are you in the business of taking pictures of factories and <laughs> assessing how the electronics, or, or teaching, or youth work, or um, accountancy, or IT, or these are all amazing things that we have been specifically gifted and skilled to do. And not only that, they're an amazing way we serve and bless our society. And not only that, I really hope they're a good way to put a dry roof that doesn't leak over your head, and food on your table, and bless your children, and your communities, and your world. That is not the business you or I are in. It's vital. Jesus said, follow me. I can have that in red here in my notes. He said, do as I do. In all that stuff, love as I love. so powerful to remember that we have been invited and equipped and empowered the actual spirit of God the same spirit that came and laid and stayed on Jesus on us to be proclaimers of the good news of the power and life and forgiveness of God to be healers of the blind, spiritually, but God, I pray, physically as well. And to be people that are setting people free, helping people see freedom from guilt and shame, forgiveness and life. I read that article several times because it's such an important question. And my prayer as we start gathering doing this, with all the hiccups that will come in the weeks to come, like it's not like dropping a screen off the table. Uh, as, as the pandemic opens and we go back to work more, as we engage more with our communities and our families and our friends, what does that question mean as you leave this place and have Sunday lunch? What is that? question and answer me when we see your broader friends and families. 
What does knowing the answer to that question mean when you engage with school or work or family tomorrow and bosses or employees, teachers, students, friends, and enemies? What does it mean to know my business today is proclaiming this amazing news? My business today is helping blind people see. My business today is being part of God setting people free. Yeah, can we? That changes your week. I just want to let that sit with us and I want to pray for us because we need the power and the life and the equipping and the pointing of God to live in this business. God, I thank you so much for everyone seated here and I thank you so much for everyone at home, watching, and in churches all around this town, and this area, and this land. God, may you not only remind us what business we're in, but may we know your life and your power to overflowing so that it's just naturally the business we're in as we're loving our kids as we're working on a computer, as we're teaching, as we're counting, as we're building, as we're taking pictures, as we're cutting hair, as we're in fields, as we're in businesses, as we're walking on streets. God, we want to be part of your business. We want to be transformed by your Jesus, thank you for your life and your death and your resurrection and your spirit in us.